You're listening to A Little Bit of Largum, a podcast exploring how to find a more balanced, sustainable and mindful approach to living, to support your well-being, the well-being of others and of the planet too. My name is Marla and today I wanted to talk a bit about Christmas. It might still feel quite a way off yet, but I know a lot of people do like to start their shopping a bit earlier and thinking about what they want to buy around Christmas, gifts they're giving and things like that. Um, So I thought it would be good to have a chat about that and how to kind of be a bit more eco-friendly this Christmas with what we're buying, making sure we're not wasting things. So Christmas can be a really wonderful time to spend with family and friends. I know will probably be very different this year with the COVID-19 pandemic and all of this uncertainty and overwhelm. The likelihood is that a lot of these gatherings won't be happening, but there might also be a lot of online meetings happening and things like that, which sounds like quite a bizarre concept but I think that is the bizarre world that we are sadly living in at the moment. So around Christmas also comes a lot of excess, a lot of buying of food, presents and often unnecessary things that can lead to a lot of unnecessary waste. So I thought I'd share with you just some tips that I thought might be helpful to think about in the lead up to Christmas so that you can still enjoy a lovely festive season, but hopefully in a more eco-friendly way. First off, I was going to talk a bit about gift giving. Christmas really does epitomise consumerism, almost as if the amount or financial value of what you buy can show how much you value someone, which is definitely not true. And I really do advise you to try not to fall into this consumerist trap because it is so dominating, especially at this time of year. The relationships you have with friends and family, it really isn't determined or strengthened by material possessions that you buy for them. That being said, I know that it does often feel like the socially accepted thing to do or a feeling of tradition and kindness to exchange gifts on Christmas. So how can we do this in a more conscious and sustainable way? A few of my suggestions would be um, perhaps setting a spending budget with friends and family. This will help you prioritise buying what you think they will need and what they actually value and use rather than just buying things for the sake of it so it looks like a bit of a more bulky gift or looks like you value them more because you're buying them a few more things and Really, our friendships aren't built upon material possessions, or if they were, they really aren't built to last. It's also an opportunity to introduce your friends and family to new eco-friendly products that they might not have risked to purchase for themselves yet. So these are things like bamboo toothbrushes, plastic-free shampoo, things like that. And you might encourage them to make this change long-term once they've tried it. As well as this, these kind of eco-friendly alternatives, they can be more expensive, they do tend to be, so it can be a big financial barrier for some people. So if you offer it as a gift, then they don't have to fork out the money themselves. And if you were going to spend that money on buying them a gift anyway, surely it's better to buy them fewer things, but to buy them really good quality things and sustainable items, rather than just buying more for the sake of it, when they might be things that they're not really going to use. Another thing that I quite like doing is gifting an experience as opposed to a material possession. 
This might be a little bit harder in the current climate, since you might have to be socially distancing from these people, but maybe with someone you live with, this could be a nice thing to do. You could plan a day out somewhere, obviously very limited at the moment, um, but you could even do things like cooking dinner together and really value the joy from your experiences and social connections as these far outlive the joy that you get from a material thing. So it might be worth considering expressing your appreciation for someone through your actions rather than a physical object. I know that I would really greatly value that. There's so much more thought behind something and a much stronger memory associated with it when someone takes the time to really value spending time with you and having that experience you share together rather than just buying a thing. It would also save you money because it prevents you from buying something that they might not even want anyway. Something that also factors into this idea of giving an experience is sharing your skills. Do you have a skill or a talent that you could make use of for the gift? For example, I'm a qualified sports massage therapist, so for friends and family in the past, I've gifted a massage treatment, which has always been greatly valued, because normally they might not have a massage, or it's something that they do buy for themselves, and now they don't have to because you're offering that gift for them. And other examples could be if you play a musical instrument, maybe you could offer some lessons or cook them a three course meal in the evening if you're a big fan of cooking. Or you could make them something if you draw, write or sew. Use your creative imagination and think about what maybe you could do to give a gift or experience that's much more personal because it really is coming from you on a much deeper level than just buying a thing. Something else I've really liked doing is exchanging books. For example, if you've recently read a really good book, once you've read it, this can be a great gift to pass on to someone else that you think would enjoy reading it. Otherwise, the book might just sit still collecting dust on a bookshelf. Because there's some books that, although they're great, you might only read them once. So yeah, let them actually live their life of being a book that gets read by many by passing it on and sharing what was of value to you with someone else. I think that's a really lovely thing. When it comes to buying gifts, speak to your family and friends, figure out what they really want. And if there is something that they really want, see if there's an eco-friendly version of it that they can then try out and they might really like it. It's just really thinking about what you're buying and whether it's gonna get used, whether it's gonna last and just making more sustainable choices. What might seem like a little thing, um, but I think it's so wrapped up, excuse the pun, um, <laughs> in the tradition of Christmas, is things being wrapped in wrapping paper. Either just say no to wrapping paper um, and just have a reusable bag that you put all the gifts in and then they can maybe take them out one at a time, close their eyes and try and guess what it is just by their sense of touch, which I think is quite cool. Um, or try and get plastic free wrapping paper because most wrapping paper has plastic in it, which is really frustrating because it's called wrapping paper, not wrapping plastic. So why, why does it need to have plastic in it? I don't know, it's just ludicrous. But there are plastic free alternatives. A good tip of knowing if something is plastic or not plastic when it comes to wrapping paper is if you scrunch it up into a ball, um, if it stays in the ball and doesn't like spring back out, then it's paper. 
but if it kind of pings back open a bit and doesn't stay in a scrunched up ball, means it's got plastic in it. So this is a good thing to work out if someone's bought you a present in wrapping paper and you don't know whether you can recycle the wrapping paper or not, give this a try and then it'll give you an idea of whether you can or can't recycle it. Something else I wanna bring up is Christmas cards. Do you really need them? If you're buying them for friends and family, for example, if you're giving them a gift anyway, then maybe your words are just enough. They might not need a card too. And this saves on paper and probably plastic because quite often cards come either with some plastic on them or in like a plastic case, which again, silly, not needed. But yeah, or something that me and my family do is we reuse old Christmas cards. So ones that we used years ago and because my family is quite a sentimental one, they hold on to things. So my mum has quite a lot of Christmas cards that we've given each other from the past, which means now we don't buy new ones, we just use the ones from a previous year. And this not only saves waste, but it saves money as well. Because cards can be quite expensive for what they are and... If they don't really last that long, like I know some people, they'll get a card and then a couple of weeks later it'll be in the bin um, because we can't hold on to absolutely everything we get given because then we just have a lot of clutter, I suppose. So yeah, maybe that's something that you could consider. Something I just wanna bring up as well is don't beat yourself up if someone gets you something that isn't particularly eco-friendly or if you're vegan like I am if it's not a vegan product it's not cruelty free or it's from a brand that doesn't align with your values the person who bought it for you will have done it from a place of care and they wouldn't have intended to kind of make you feel this conflicted feeling when you get something like this so it's always remembering that and still feeling grateful even if the product itself is something that yeah you're not sure whether you'd use because it doesn't align with your values but yeah I'd say depending on your relationship with them either in that moment just express the gratitude and maybe at a later time bring up with them the reasons why you'd rather a vegan alternative or explain to them that you're vegan or explain to them why the product they bought you isn't vegan or isn't cruelty free or why you don't support the brand and then for the future they'll know and then we'll buy you something that will actually be something that you can use. Also, obviously, you don't want to waste the gift that they've given you. So what I find is kind of the way to go that sits best with my morals at the moment is that I pass it on to someone who will use it. I know this can feel a bit iffy if you don't want to then be giving a gift that doesn't reflect your values to someone else. But if it's more like okay, this is a thing I know I'm not going to use. If you're going to use it, you can have it so that it doesn't go to waste. Then I feel like that's kind of a better thing to do than to just throw it away and then it doesn't get used when it could have. So I wanted to move on to talking about a vegan Christmas or how to navigate Christmas as a vegan in a non-vegan family or how to have a more plant-based Christmas. Just talking a bit about these things. So I feel very grateful that my family have adopted a vegan diet and share the same values that I hold in the majority of things. So we've been able to have a vegan Christmas, which is really lovely. Um, I know this is not the case for a lot of people. So I thought of a few bits of advice that could maybe be helpful with regards to this. I'd say bring it up 
with plenty of time in advance so that your family or friends can adjust to the idea and try to voice it in a way that will help prevent them from getting defensive. It can be such a tricky thing because food is often a really big part of our social lives and traditions and people can show their love and express their appreciation for others through food and family members can take it quite personally I think as if you don't appreciate what they do for you. So yeah, it can be a really tricky thing, but just try and frame it by expressing that these are your values and why they're your values and that you just really appreciate it if they'd respect that. And if they don't want to make a vegan option for you for Christmas, you can even just say you're happy to cook the extra bit yourself and offer to bring them things to try too. And just, yeah, try and stay as positive and open about it as you can, which I know can be really tricky when it's talking about things that are of such importance and value to you that you feel like someone else just doesn't understand. I can relate to this situation a little bit because when I went vegan, I hadn't actually told my parents and I came back to visit my parents quite close to my birthday. So they'd organized kind of a whole like little birthday dinner and it was all vegetarian, but it wasn't vegan and that I think it did cause a lot of upset at first because they didn't they didn't know to expect that and maybe it felt like a bit of a shock then you know they'd put this work in to try and make a really lovely birthday experience for me and then I kind of dropped that bombshell quite suddenly which caused a little bit of conflict at first and on reflection after we talked about it it was all okay and yeah, now, like I said, my family are at a point where they also have adopted a vegan lifestyle. So having those conversations did lead to a really positive change in that sense. And I know this isn't the case for a lot of people. And I'm very grateful that my parents were so open to this. But I think in retrospect, if I had just talked about this sooner, then that sort of initial conflict around my birthday could have been avoided. So that's why I suggest speaking about it in advance before Christmas so that, yeah, your family and friends have time to adjust to the idea and let their feelings about it settle so hopefully they don't negatively impact on your Christmas. Another point is that if your family isn't vegan but you're vegan, it shouldn't be too difficult to make the majority of the Christmas dinner vegan. Um, it's just sort of like your meat alternative part I suppose that would have to be quite different. If they use gravy granules there are a lot of normal brands of gravy that are actually vegan so gravy won't be an issue obviously all the veg won't be an issue as long as you just make sure they don't cook it in butter but cook it in oil instead then that's all fine that's all vegan. Roast potatoes can be vegan. Yorkshire pudding you could suggest making a vegan alternative if you wanted to. And yeah, so really it's only your substitute for the meat really that's that's a, the thing that you would have to tackle. But there's a lot of really good vegan alternatives for things out there which maybe you could try in the lead up to Christmas and then yeah, that might just be an extra thing you have to pop on in the oven and then you can all enjoy a Christmas dinner together. So my advice to a family who maybe aren't vegan but want to try a bit more of a plant-based Christmas, try and make sure that you don't feel like you're going without anything. If you want to go down the meat alternative route, then maybe 
have a try of these alternatives first so that they won't be a disappointment on Christmas Day if then you don't like them. There are really great vegan alternatives out there but obviously people have different preferences with taste so finding what you really enjoy is super important. I found that having a vegan Christmas with my family we had so much good food. Um, I think even more than before being vegan as my dad made a mushroom wellington and my sister made like this sweet potato cranberry pie with um, caramelized onion on it as well which was just so so good and obviously we all wanted to try it all so we just had so much food and then of course you can have all the veg the roasties all vegan which is great. If you're vegan and have non-vegans eating meat, it can also feel really uncomfortable and maybe upsetting to feel really misunderstood. And also maybe Christmas isn't the time to bring up a lot of these conversations. So again, like I said, before Christmas, just have the conversation early enough that you can decide that this is how you will do Christmas and that you can all still enjoy it together even if you're not eating animal products. And then you just don't discuss it in detail on Christmas and just enjoy spending time together because that's something that's really important about Christmas. So moving on to food waste. I think often there can be a lot of food waste around Christmas because you maybe buy quite a bit too much of food. And so I think it's really making sure that you don't overbuy. And then also think about interesting ways you can use up your leftovers. So like through things like bubble and squeak, making up curries, using up meat alternatives if you went down that route, having sandwiches with like cranberry sauce and all of the other mushed up stuff in there. I mean, I'm sure these are things that a lot of people listening probably do already. Um, but yeah, just really keep a check on what's in the fridge, how long it's been there, because there is a lot of food that's eaten over Christmas, so making sure that you don't forget about any of it and let it go to waste, that's super important. This probably won't apply this year um, because of the restrictions with COVID, but of course... I'm sure some of you listening are from different places, so regulations might be a bit different and also living situations. But if you have any family or friend get-togethers and you're vegan and you know that they're not, it might be worth making your own dish and bringing a vegan option so that even if there's not a vegan option there, you'll have something to eat and you won't feel super alienated because you just have to kind of be there not eating anything and having a lot of questions about why you're not eating everything and then brings up a conversation that maybe you didn't want to have around Christmas. One thing I would say is also be prepared for some of these uncomfortable comments or questions. Try and stay calm and limit the confrontation. You just do you and people need to learn to respect that. So yeah, maybe think of a few responses that you can have to things so that if they're asking you why you're not eating, you just explain that you're vegan and the reason why you're vegan and just leave it at that. And if they have questions, then that's great. But if they start getting a bit kind of jokey with it, it's just sadly enough, just having to try and shrug it off and hope that you can have a more civilized conversation about it in the future. But like I said, maybe around Christmas, in a social setting like that for you might not feel like the most comfortable thing to do and that's okay. 
So moving on from food, I was just going to talk briefly about fashion. Again, it might not be as tricky if social gatherings aren't happening as much, but if there are some, or if you've got kind of over Zoom things, then remember that you don't always need to buy a brand new outfit. You can wear things again and people really won't remember. And even if they do, if it's an outfit that you like, it really doesn't matter that you wear it again. It's better to give it a good life and actually wear it more than like twice. And if you are buying a new outfit, just be really aware of where you're buying it from and how you're buying it. Um, I had a really great chat with Kathleen Verendia in a previous episode and we talked all about sustainable fashion. So I'll link that episode to this one as it might be a useful listen. I might also do the same as well with the food waste episode because that might help with yeah, figuring out what to do with certain foods and how to not waste too much at Christmas. So now I just wanted to talk about a few kind of Christmas related but a bit random things that you might want to think about to be a bit more eco-friendly this Christmas. So I wanted to mention advent calendars and question whether you really need one. I know that it can be a tradition, you've probably had one every year since you were a kid. You might think it's just one advent calendar once a year but If everyone in the world thinks like that, then that's a lot of advent calendars. And if you're buying kind of the standard one with chocolates inside it, those chocolates come in a big layer of single-use plastic. So really, if a lot of people in the world are doing that, that's some extra plastic that isn't really necessary. So my suggestion would be if you do really still want an advent calendar, maybe try sort of handmade advent gifts or have one of those advent calendars that you can reuse every year and just like pop little things in it so that you don't have the plastic and maybe this is something that you want to save and think about for next year and think about how you can get a more sustainable option of an advent calendar if it feels a little bit too late now and it's something that you already have or something that you don't feel like you can go without But just having it on your radar so you can think about it, think about whether you really need it and whether you can go without it. This is also something I want to flag with Christmas crackers, is whether we really need them. There's always those single-use plastic rubbish toys inside that don't even really work and it's very wasteful because those little plastic toys will just end up in landfill, contributing to the massive plastic problem that we're facing. I know again crackers are so wrapped up in the tradition of Christmas, having Christmas crackers at the table when you have your Christmas dinner and reading the silly jokes and all of that, like it is a big part of the tradition. I know that can be really difficult to let go of. So there are other alternatives. I've found that the RSPB, they have a sort of shopping part on their website and they have specific Christmas gifts and other little things associated with Christmas, including Christmas crackers. So their Christmas crackers are boxed in plastic-free packaging and all of the paper used in the crackers is FSC certified to ensure that it's sustainably sourced. And all the components of the crackers are recyclable. So that could be a good option to look into if you are wanting to still have crackers but not have those kind of pointless toys inside that no one keeps beyond Christmas. These crackers are more expensive, I'm not going to lie, but if you're budgeting your Christmas, 
then money saved elsewhere from buying less can then be used to purchase a more sustainable version of something you will really want to have. Because if you do budget your Christmas and kind of with the gifts you're buying for family and also just making sure you're not buying too much of things you don't need, you will definitely save some money. So this can then be invested maybe in something more sustainable if you are in the financial position to do so. I think as well, spending a bit more on something like the crackers might encourage you to be more conscious of your purchases realizing what you really value most at Christmas, the things you can go without and the things that you'd really like to still have as a part of your Christmas. Really, if you think about what you value at Christmas time, it shouldn't really be the material things anyway. It should be more the atmosphere and the company and yeah, little festivities that should be valued. But I do understand that some traditions do require things you know, like we talked about before, even the aspect of food. Food is such a big part of our lives and our traditions. So it's thinking about how you can use those things in a way that's more sustainable and not feeling like you have to completely go without, but you don't also completely overindulge and buy in excess. And it's finding that balance, that little bit of lagum, which is the message that I'm really hoping to keep sharing with you all. I think as well with some of these traditions, it's worth reflecting on them and questioning why we have them. Is it because you really enjoy the tradition rather than it just being about a habit that you buy into every year because society is selling it to you? So yeah, it's just worth really thinking about these things and it's like, am I doing this because I choose to and I value it and it brings something to our day or is it just being done because you feel like you should? And I think that definitely comes to gift buying. So really do think about that a little bit more. Going back to the RSPB Christmas shop, I started then having a bit more of a look on it and they do have a lot of plastic free things, Christmas cards that are made from recycled paper and are not in plastic packaging. So if you are in a financial place to do so and you still want to purchase these things, this might be a good website to go through and I'll add it to the show notes because RSPB is a charity that's great for supporting wildlife, our natural wildlife and protecting the landscape and nature which is so important in all of our lives. Like I can't stress enough how important the natural world is and we're destroying it, we're losing biodiversity so supporting an organisation like this is something really valuable. And if you're purchasing something that you would have been buying anyway, yeah, why not do some good with that money as well? I wanted to talk quickly about decorations as well, because we don't need to buy new ones each year. We can reuse them and then when they do need replacing, opt for a better alternative. For example, non-plastic decorations where possible. I think quite often around Christmas, it it can get into that notion of like, oh, I'll buy a new version of this and a new thing of that. And you go to the shops and there's aisles and aisles of Christmas stuff from like September even. Like it's no wonder people start buying too many things because they might buy it when it's on offer in like September, forget that they've bought it, buy another one and then just end up with stuff that you don't need. So yeah, that is obviously a tricky thing to avoid. So yeah, it's really trying to... I think having a Christmas budget is really important. I think it's so helpful to keep track of what you actually want to get for your Christmas, what you've already got. 
and so you don't end up buying things that you just don't need. I've rambled on about this for quite a while but I hope that some of these tips have been useful or at least given you something to think about this Christmas. Of course what I really want to stress is don't be too hard on yourself. It would be really horrible to spend your Christmas with family feeling guilty about what you wish you'd done better and feeling frustrated with others for what they haven't done yet. This year has been so challenging and overwhelming in so many ways and we're all in very different situations. We can only do what we can do and we should be proud of the positive steps that we do take this Christmas. We can take note of what we want to do better for next year and then apply that next year rather than just feeling hopeless and like we haven't done enough. Especially when we're living sadly in a system that doesn't prioritise these values of being more sustainable in our actions. Whilst we're still living in such a disposable culture, it can be really difficult to make those better choices or to even know that all of your choices are the most ethical choices because they just don't make it easy for us and then it comes down to a whole thing with privilege and how there's all of these things that really factor in to whether we can live more sustainably and I think that that's so unjust and so unfair and we can't keep blaming ourselves or blaming others for not doing enough when sometimes, you know, a lot of cases the system we're living in is just not supporting us to make those better choices. And that's a really sad realisation to have, but we've got to remember we can only do what we can do and question things and try and push for positive change, but not be too hard on ourselves when this positive change isn't possible just yet. I also want to send my thoughts and love to those of you who maybe don't enjoy the Christmas period so much, or to those who may not be spending Christmas with loved ones. I might not be spending Christmas this year with my family, and initially I felt really sad about that. I still do, but I also recognise that I've been incredibly lucky to be able to have 21 years spending Christmas with my family where it's been a really joyful time and I know this is not the case for so many people. So I just want to say that I am sending my thoughts and love out to you all and especially to those whose Christmases may not be such a happy time. Christmas of course can be a very joyful time for people but we should take moments to recognise that this isn't the case for everyone. In the same way we should always take moments to consider and reflect on our situations and the privileges at play within them and how recognising this can motivate you to learn how your actions, and I include my own within this, could help as opposed to hinder a reshaping of the world to be filled with more hope, justice and kindness. This might feel like a mammoth task, but it really can start with questioning your actions and beliefs, challenging them, learning, treating others with kindness, embracing mistakes and how these allow you to do better. I keep reminding myself of the power of ripple effects, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed, which I've definitely felt a lot recently. I'm becoming more and more aware of the injustices in this world we live in, and a lot of the time you can feel out of control, but there are so many actions we can take that do make a difference, and we have to hold on to that. Your choices do matter so much, so please make them consciously rather than habitually as these habits could be upholding something much more damaging than you realise. 
I think for today's episode, I'm going to leave that there, but I hope that there's been some useful information in there. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at a little bit of Largum or drop an email to a little bit of Largum at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear about what you're learning and the habits that you're challenging and changing in your life. We all have so much to learn from each other and it's so important that we support each other and lift each other up rather than tearing each other down. If you are in a position where you want to support the podcast and financially you can, um, I'd really appreciate it if you'd check out the coffee account for the podcast, which I'll leave a link to in the show notes below. It really helps keep the podcast running. It's completely non-for-profit, so any donations go straight back into the podcast to cover media host subscription fees, to hopefully get a proper domain for the website for all the blog posts because I'm going to run out of space soon, um, and then hopefully getting better audio quality because I do apologise, it's very fluctuating in quality because I don't have the best parameters for it right now. But yeah, any support is really appreciated and if you can't support the podcast financially but would still like to support in some way, I'd be really grateful if you'd leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps more people find the podcast who could benefit from it. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you again soon. Bye.